0: So, today I'm going to talk about the system of mercy. I told you that I would preach on mercy one day. This is that day. The system of mercy. I want us to take our Bibles to the book of Psalm 102, verse 13 to 14. Psalm 102, verse 13 to 14. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 102 verse 13 to 14. He said, You will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, this the set time has come. For your servant take pleasure in her stones and show favor. A dust. Hallelujah. He said, you shall arise and have mercy on Zion for it is time to show favor to her. The appointed time has come for a stone a dear to your servant. A very dust moves them to pity. You shall arise and have mercy. Hallelujah. Somebody say you shall arise and have mercy. Wow, what is mercy? What is mercy? I want you to take down what I'm saying. Don't just listen. If you have a pen and a book, you can write. Mercy is God's system of overriding judgment. Mercy is God's system of overriding judgment. Hallelujah. Are you there? All Over- the consequences of an action that makes a legal punishment, that make legal the punishment suffered. I say mercy is is God's system of of overriding judgment, or the consequences of an action that makes legal the punishment suffered. Hallelujah. So when your action demands punishment and you are being punished, it's legal. Do you understand? (laughs) Can I submit to you that in normal circumstances, if God takes your punishment away, it's not right. Do you understand that? It's not right. Otherwise, the justice system of this world, where God himself said in the book of Romans, that they are appointed to exercise judgment of God, will be wrong. Because if you go to the court and you are guilty, amen, you kill somebody or you rape somebody, and after judgment they say, you are guilty but we let you go. What is the other family going to think? Okay, you are are Christian. Do you wish for a killer not to be jailed? No, no. Maybe if he kills somebody that you don't know, but if he kills somebody that you love, do you want to go to the court and say, I don't want him to go to prison? No. You will say it's a fair thing for him to suffer the consequences of his action. So it's not legal or let's say, it's not, it won't be right for God to take away your punishment. Yes. If it if it does that, it needs to make provision. So if it does not make provision for that and it does it, it becomes illegal. Do you know that a head of state has a provision in his power to set some prisoner free? Both prisoners are guilty, but the head of state can decide. Out of his own prerogatives to let them go. The country where I was born, every Independence Day, the night before Independence Day, the president will speak and say, I'm going to release maybe 2,000 prisoners. And the justice system has to bow to what the president says. There was, there's no judge that can say, you know what, I don't agree. They are all guilty. No. The moment the president speaks, the judge has to sign their release. Although they are guilty. But can you as a citizen decide that I'm going to set prisoners free? Can you do that? Can you sit in your home and say, okay, I'm signing a decree that uh, the people in uh, the prison here in Broomford must be free? <laughs> Can you do that? If you do that, we will say you are a. Eh? You have a problem, APA. Hallelujah. So, so mercy is a divine provision that makes it legal for God to override judgments. Amen. You see, we need that. We need the system. The world has provided for that. In your home, when you have a head of the house and your child does something that deserves punishment, you can decide, I'm not going to punish you today. That is part of your prerogative as parents. But if you do punish him, you are not wrong because he did something that, that interferes with a normal happening in the house. Hallelujah. But when you decide not to do it, it's called mercy. Now imagine you have a couple of children, and one day somebody does something and you let go, and the other day the other guy does the other thing, and you panic and say you love this one more than me. How many you realize that you grow up in a house and you have a feeling that they love other people more than you, especially if you are a boy. It always feels that daddy loves the girls more than the boy. Hallelujah. There are some boys that have gone astray because of that kind of thought. They say, "When we were growing up, dad was too tough on me, but not on the other guys." Oh, you don't think? Does he resonate to you with you? Do you do you, do, you, do you see that? And do you realize that it's not because the dad loves somebody more, but the dad decided to use the right of mercy on one. Hallelujah. God loves us all the same. But he does not deal with us all the same way. That's one you must know. He loves us all the same. But in his dealings, he deals with us individually. So what God does in the life of this man, he might not do it in my life. So I can't be jealous. Because in his own rights, he has decided to exercise something over him and you will decide to exercise something else over me. Hallelujah. So, So so this is the problem we have. The system of mercy is not understood. Because when a judgment is, is, uh, when you override a judgment, people take it as we are weak, or we are complacent, Concerning somebody else, and they don't know that it's one of the attributes of fatherhood. Hallelujah! It's an attribute of fatherhood. Now, mercy is also defined as compassion. The word mercy is also the word compassion. You know, we have limited mercy to forgiveness, and that's where our problem lies. How many of you realize that when people say "have mercy on me," it feels like we are sinners. A man that is walking with God doesn't want to say, Lord, have mercy on me. Because what have I done wrong for God to have mercy on me? And that's the misunderstanding of mercy. Mercy is compassion. Hallelujah. I say mercy is compassion. Now, compassion is different from feeling sorry. Amen? Feeling sorry is the ability to share in the pain of somebody but we have a feeling of being powerless when it comes to providing a remedy. Do you get what I'm saying? So if I feel sorry for you, he stops there, I feel sorry, oh Lord. We cry together, that's all we can do. You know, the guy does not have money, I feel sorry for him, but I can't help him. Amen? Compassion is different. hmm Compassion is also the ability to share in the pain, but the ability of providing a remedy for the situation. That's what compassion is. So when you move in compassion, it means you move the solution. Hallelujah. So when we talk about mercy, we're talking about compassion. You need to understand that. So so many people are feeling sorry in the church for one another. Oh, I feel sorry for this brother. Oh, I feel sorry for this sister. Stop feeling sorry for people. It does not help. Yes, it doesn't help. I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me. I want people to have compassion on me. Hallelujah. Mm. Compassion or mercy provide remedy to the situation. So compassion is not just a feeling. It's an empowerment for action. Hallelujah. You see, everybody can diagnose a problem. But not everybody can give you an answer to the problem. Everybody can tell what the problem is. But how many people can provide answer for that problem? We all know the problem of South Africa. We all talk about corruption. But how many people can provide answer? Or a system that will take us out of corruption? Now, people think putting people to jail is the answer for corruption. That's not the answer. Putting people to jail is a punishment for their action. But the nation needs a re-education. Somebody needs to reeducate us. Because corruption proceeds from an orphan spirit. Yes. Because an orphan, the orphan spirit is the one that moves people that want to acquire everything. Because their wealth is in their wealth. So their wealth is in their wealth. Therefore, they do everything they can to establish their identity in wealth. Therefore, when they don't have a means to get it legally, they take it the other way. So it's that spirit that moves people. And if we want to break that, we can't just break it by jailing them. Sometimes when they go, they become worse. They learn other stuff there too. And I'm not advocating for people not to go to jail, but I'm, I'm saying... There need to be a system in prison that educate people, take them out of darkness into lights, bring them to encountering the Lord of Heaven, the Holy Spirit. That's why prison need to open their doors for Christians, and not only type of not every type of Christian, spirit filled Christians that will not fill their head but fill their hearts. The compassion of the church should move the church to have a system of education. So if we don't have compassion, we don't have a system to remedy the problem. That's why evangelism should be based on compassion. Because when we are moving, we are moving because we want to correct the situation here. We want to preach the gospel so that people can go out of darkness into a marvelous light. Sharing in the inheritance that God has given us. That's real evangelism. Hallelujah. It's to move your heart of compassion. And Jesus taught us that. You know, in the time of Jesus, there was a lot of thing that happened. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, let's read the book of Luke chapter number 7, verse 11 to 15. The story of a widow, I will tell you how compassion works. Look, say now. Now it happened the day after that he went into the city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and in a, and a, and a large crowd, and when he came near the gate of a city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, meaning She had no possibility of having another child. She was a widow. Why the mom says she was a widow? To show you a real situation. That when that son is gone, it's gone. And the mom says, and a large crowd from the city was with her. What was the attitude of the crowd? Feeling sorry. The crowd felt sorry, but just went with her to bury a son. Don't take it away. The child felt sorry, but the child, the crowd empowered her to bury her son. Do you see that? That people will feel sorry for you and they will lead you to your grave. They will feel sorry for you and whatever they will tell you will break you more. When you say, this person died. Oh, oh, relax. 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 Because you want to show that you, po- you simplify with a person, but you are making it worse. This person is in despair. Now you are. Oh, oh. No. You need to have the right word that will pick the person up, not bring the person down. So the crowd carried the child. The child was dead. At least, when he was not still buried, the mother could see his face. And the child, the child said, we feel sorry for you. Let's go, do away with this thing. So they went. And when they were on their way, what happened now? When the Lord saw her, he had what? Say it again. He had compassion on her and said to her, do not compassion says, stop being worried. Do not weep. But I thought Jesus says that weep with those who weep. I thought Jesus himself said, "Weep with those who weeps." And he says to the woman, "Don't weep. It means I'm not weeping with you." Because I cannot tell you, don't weep and I'm weeping. If I tell you, don't weep, it means I'm not weeping. And the reason why he's not weeping is because he knew that he's going to provide a remedy. So when you cry with those who cry, it's a good thing. But most of the time, crying with those who cry is a sign that you can't do anything. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there is a room to cry with those who cry, but don't always cry with those who cry. Provide solution. Hallelujah. Then he went on and said, I want you to read this. One, two, three. Then he came and touched. The open coffin and those who carry him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. Yes. So he who was dead, speak. And he presented him to his mother. Here is the situation where people are going to bury a young man. They bought the coffin, everything. They are on their way to the grave. Jesus met them and understood that if this child is buried, this woman has no any other option of having a child because she's a widow. Jesus says, I want to provide something. So he went to the woman and said, don't cry. They say, he had compassion on her. And he said, the woman, do not weep. We are trusting God for more compassionate people in the church. We need for we need more compassion in the church. Hallelujah. Then he said, "Do not weep." But when he went and he touched the coffin, and people stopped, people stopped, and Jesus says, "Young men, I tell you now, I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I'm speaking to your situation now. In the name of Jesus." I said, do not weep anymore. I said, do not weep anymore. You came to this service, do not weep anymore. I tell you that situation in the name of Jesus, change. I force the situation to change. By the ability of the Holy Ghost, I stop that situation in the name of Jesus. And I command command the forces of nature to work for your good. (laughs) I say, ha, ha. Ha, ha. Sometimes you need to stop. You need to stop feeling so sorry. You need to, sometimes you need to stop feeling sorry for yourself. You feel so sorry for yourself that you want everybody to pity you. And when we don't pity you, you think we are rude, we are cruel. When we are not all over you, shame, shame. No, stop that. Stop that! God didn't call us to pass our hands on people. Oh shame! Oh, sh- no, God called us to provide answers. Hallelujah! You go to a meeting, you pray for people. They fall in the spirit, and somebody come. Oh shame! This one. Oh, what is that? Get out! have you you seen sometimes people fall, somebody stand up from the crowd and come, grab the person, what are you doing? Jesus said, I tell you now, arise. They say, he that was dead, it means that death responds to the voice of Jesus. I say, death responds the voice of Jesus. And it's not just physical death. Every death in your life, everything that is dead in your life responds to the voice of Jesus. And he that was dead, he that was dead, it means the state of that thing was gone. But he that was dead sat, And Bible says he begin to talk. He begin to have expression. Hallelujah. Begin to talk. But what was the key? Mercy. I say mercy. I say mercy. Son of David, have mercy. Jesus, son of David, Yeshua ben David, have mercy on me. That was the cry of a blind man. Have mercy on me. I want us to read Matthew, chapter number 15, verse 32. Matthew 15, 32. Hallelujah. Hmm. Now, Jesus called his disciple to himself and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me 3 days and have nothing to eat. And I do not want to send them away hungry lest they faint on the way on the way. Now let's go to uh, verse 35 to 37. 35 to 37. So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and the fish and gave thanks, broke them and gave them to his disciples. And the disciples gave it gave to the multitude. So they all ate and were filled, and they took up seven large baskets full of the fragments that were left. Now, these people were hungry. The most and Jesus had compassion on them. And what was the result of compassion? He fed them. You see, what caused the multiplication of bread was the compassion of Jesus. When he saw that there was no bread, he didn't feel sorry for the crowd. He, he was moved with compassion. And Bible says, then he prayed, and there was multiplication. He said, These people have been following us, and now they are hungry. But it's in my power to feed them. So I will do something. Can I submit to you that everything that other people need is in your power? Yes. You say, no, I don't have it because you don't want to have. Because even the little you have, you can share. Elijah went to a widow, uh, to a woman, of Star. He said to a woman, bring me a cake. The lady said, I don't have much. Elijah said, no, it's a principle of sharing. Go cook, make a cake, bring it to me. I'll eat and that says the Lord. Sometimes the little you have is what God is waiting for to magnify the miracle in your life. When you have compassion, you are able to even share the little you have. Because when you share the little you have, that says the Lord, it will never dry up. But when you try to keep it, you lose it. Compassion does not make calculations about what I have and what I can give. Compassion is moved to solve a problem. Come on. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. That's the problem of a church. That's why church people never have. People are in lack because they don't understand that they are ordained to be a blessing. And now, when they say they are ordained to be a blessing, they are waiting to be a millionaire before being a blessing. You will wait until your grave, you will never be a millionaire. Never. Never, never, never. If you can start to share in your state, the Bible says, he who is faithful in little, more will be committed to him. You see, you see, your, your answer, the answer of your trouble is in your hands. Elijah asked the woman, what do you have in your house? Say, I have a little oil. He said, that's it. Go and multiply it. People we need to have a heart that moves to remedy the problem of other people. Compassion. Somebody say compassion. Compassion. Hmm. Mercy, because it's the same thing. Mercy is a solution to curse. Mercy is an antidote of curse. Yes. Let me give you an example. When you go to the hospital and... uh, Something is wrong with you. Maybe you have a disease and you go there and the doctor injects you with something. Do you understand that the moment he injects you with that thing, the disease inside of you will recognize that something has been infused to you. And without you doing anything, the disease will start to withdraw from you because something was put in you. When mercy is put in you, the effect of curses will fall by themselves. That mercy. I've seen people with things in their lives, they go to the hospital, they come back different. Something was done to them. I say something was done to them. And today God is doing something to you. I say God is doing something to you. So when you get out of this service, you are no longer the same. You are a different person. On a different assignment, you will arise and have mercy on Zion. For the time to favor has come. So, the root of the principle that outsource favor is mercy. Whatever favor, I talk to you about favor. But before you get favor, you need to understand mercy. He said, you will arise and have mercy for the time to favor. So, there is a time of favor. You must know that there is a set time for God in everything. He said, the time to favor Zion has come. Therefore, God will arise and have mercy. And I told you that we have entered the window of favor. everywhere, all, 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 all over the world, over Christian. The Bible says, in a, how do I got the signal? Isaiah chapter number six, says, arise and shine for your light has come. And you see, darkness is covering world. But upon you my light, my glory is arising. And when Corona came, God said, this is the signal. Because it's the first time in the history of men that darkness is covering the whole world. Doesn't matter where you go. Every country in the planet today when you go there, there are effects of corona. So darkness has covered the world. But you see, when you see darkness covering the world, it means that your arising has come. Ah. So I'm telling you now, the set time to favor you has come. But because of that, God wants me to tell you about compassion. So that you may know, God will arise and have compassion on you because your time, the time to favor you has come. Hallelujah. The people I was praying for, when I was walking there, I looked at them, and I was interceding for them, and God, dis- I discerned some stuff in their lives, they might be aware or not. So I was saying to God, God, what must we do? And the Holy Spirit told me, I have given you the answer, why don't you do something? And I said, what must I do? He said, you put the blessing on them and see what is going to happen. So what I did now was a result of compassion. Hallelujah. You must know that God has granted you, has given you access to infinite blessing. You that are sitting here, you have access to untold blessings. Because God has given you the power and the authority to do things. Stop praying for the sick. Heal them. I said, stop praying for the sick. Heal them. When Jesus was giving a command to the disciple, he didn't say, you will go and pray for the sick. He said, this sign shall follow they that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, shall lay on the sick, and they shall recover. And he said to them in Matthew 10, he said, when you go, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils, Cleanse the lepers, freely you have received, freely give. The church needs to come out from the begging attitude. I say we need to come out of a begging attitude. And stand in authority of a son. To be able to manifest the glory of God. Because we are moved by compassion. We are not moved by sight, but we are moved by faith. It's time for you to arise and have mercy. Wow. Yes. It's time. It's time. When you see a situation, say, God, what have you given me to remedy this situation? And we'll see what God is going to tell you. Instead of crying with people, now raise their dead for them. There are many offerings that the church is missing because we are burying people. Buying coffins instead of them giving offering. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I turn those coffins into offering from now on. Yes. I don't care what you think. I know what God is saying. <laughs> help us, help us, help us, help us. Help us, help us. You see, I haven't even hit... Because of the message yet. So I think I will put it in two parts. So that you can get it. Hallelujah. I said I will put it in two parts so that you can get it. But I want to end with you so that when you go home, you can receive something. What is the posture to have compassion, to, to receive compassion or mercy? The posture is weakness. You don't go before God's strong you go before God weak. And you appear to the word strong. But when you are before God, you are weak. It's because when you are weak, he is strong. So when you go in the presence of God, you don't go there with your, I pray 10 times a day. No, you go there and say, Lord, have mercy on me. Ask, Have compassion on me. And God will be moved to set something right in your life. God will be moved to change something in your life. Listen, you, 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 you go before God and you say like David. You say, in weakness I was conceived. Restore the bones that were broken so that I may worship you. Oh Lord of heaven. Even if I can do all my best, I will never be able to achieve my destiny. But if you can arise and have mercy on me, all things will be possible. So my God, I'm pleading with you this morning. It's not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. And if you, can, if you can endure me with your spirit, I will go about doing good to those who are oppressed and healing all those that the devil has taken captive. Act number 10 verse 38. Lord, we need you. Somebody say, Lord, we need you. Say, Lord, we need you. I need mercy, Lord. Every day of my life, I need your mercy. Lord, every day of my life, I need your mercy. Listen, you will never be able to achieve what God wants you to achieve if you don't understand the mystery of mercy. Because if you don't understand the mystery of mercy, you will base yourself on your own strength. But when you understand the mystery of mercy, even when you have, you still beg for mercy. It's for mercy. The Bible says that the merciful God is a compassionate God. Hallelujah. Your beauty does not guarantee you a marriage. It's mercy. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Come on. I've seen many beautiful women not getting married, but some women get married. If you put them on the scale, you can't, it's different. But you see, Don't check what I'm saying. It is mercy. I said it is mercy. It is mercy. I'm a big guy. Yo, the muscles are very consistent. I think his arm is like my whole body. (laughs) When he picks, up, when he does that, he touches here before he can do that. I have to bend it until maybe. And I saw that big guy begging a tiny lady. I was witness of that. Crying. And the lady said, I don't love you. And I said, Lord, this is mercy. Because I got married without all this stuff. Mercy. Say Mercy. Whatever you have is by the Lord mercy. It's not because you are so special or extraordinary. It's mercy that gives you what God wants to give you. So if you have children, it's mercy. Don't think that you are so great. It's mercy. Oh my God, my God, help us. If you have a work, it's mercy. If you have a fiance, it's mercy. If you have money, it's mercy. Say mercy, oh Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You shall arise and have mercy on Zion. God, you shall arise and have mercy on us. You shall arise and have mercy on us. The mercy of God will speak to you this morning. It will speak for you this morning. It will speak on your behalf this morning. Wherever you go, mercy shall go before you. Mercy shall go before you. God Almighty shall arise and have mercy on you. I look at the ministry, I look at everything that is happening. And I look at myself, I say, if it's not by mercy, none of this will happen. Because I know myself more than you know me. And I say, if it's not by mercy, nothing of this will happen. If it's not by mercy, I wouldn't even come to the world. His mercy spoke for me before creation. And His mercy is still speaking for me. Be merciful to all mankind. I say, be merciful to all mankind. It will help you in your relationships. Because men are subject to weaknesses. Don't hold people to a high standard in a way that you become so perfectionist that they can't even put a shoe here without you collecting it. Sometimes give room to the people to exercise who they are and bless them. And if God has given you the ability to close the cupboard, close if you were speaking. Mercy, I say mercy, mercy. And God will go before you, and God will go for you. Can you lift up your hand and say mercy? mercy. Say I receive mercy. mercy. Say I receive mercy. mercy in the name of Jesus. Mercy. I receive mercy today in the name of Jesus. Save the time to favor me as come. So you will arise, O oh Lord, and have mercy on me, for this is the set time for my life. In the name of Jesus, can you give a big to our Lord? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Ooh, thank you Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus.